I'm Nick Bogaz, self-made small business success story. I went from working five jobs and more than 90 hours a week to building a multi-million dollar internationally known pizza enterprise. I never stop. I won't fail. There's power in the pen and today there's power in this mic. Welcome to the Business Equation. Together today we'll discuss what you need to know about business partnerships. Like I had mentioned in the very beginning, there was a time where I worked for somebody else for many, many years honing my craft. And along the lines, I always wanted to have my own business. And I really deep down didn't know how to do it, like many people. How do you raise the money? How do you figure out who's a good partner? How do you take that leap? How do you sleep at night? You know, all the different things that go into making that decision to open your own business. And I think, you know, there's always people along your craft or whatever your industry is that you really look up to. And one of those people in the pizza industry that I always looked up to was Tom Monahue, who had founded Domino's Pizza back in the 1960s and built it out to really a global company and number one pizza ind- pizza company in the industry. So I think that was um, you know one of those guys. I was like, man, if I ever met that guy, I feel like he would give me the tip that could help me open my own business because after all, you know, he's this global pizza industry leader, and he had retired. He took a lot of his money and, and opened up a Catholic campus in, in Florida, and he went ahead and, and opened up a college down there. Now really devotes most of his time to going across the country and speaking at private schools, trying to recruit them and, and bringing kids to his colleges. So he's been out of the pizza industry for a good while. But, you know, like I had said, there was you know, somebody I looked up to, I actually had read his book, The Pizza Tiger, and I felt like, man, if I could ever meet this guy, you know, that that could be the guy that, that gives me the tip to open my own pizza shop that that'll be the turning point. So, you know, fast forward thinking like that for for probably, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve years of in the business and really wondering how to do it. And my cousin comes to me, her son goes to a Catholic school and says, Hey, guess who's gonna speak at the at the school recruiting the the upperclassmen to come to the Catholic college? Uh, Tom Monahue's coming. You know, the founder, do you know he was the founder of Domino's? And I was like, man, do I know he's the founder of Domino's? Like, absolutely, I know that. I was like, I've read his book, The Pizza Tiger, like four times. I was like, man, I love that guy. Yeah, absolutely, would love to go. So it was like an 8 o'clock in the morning type thing. I woke up, went there, got real excited. It really was, um, you know, the parents were allowed to go, so it was a lot of the parents, but it definitely was, you know, all the kids at this small school here in the area, and we're all into a gymnasium. And you know, he's got his handlers talking about the the college, and then he gets up and gives his uh, five minute spiel about a little bit of of Domino's, but not really a lot. Just a teaser that that was his, like almost quote unquote like former life, and then really got into like the Catholic college and trying to talk to the juniors and seniors of making their decision of where to go. You know, then at the very end he opened it up for questions, and I thought, man, this is my chance. You know, I've always really wanted to to talk to this guy, so. I get the guts to go up to him. I always find it really interesting when you get to meet one of your idols. You know, are they going to live up to it or are they going to kind of leave you hanging, you know? And and I asked him, I said, man, I said, I have been in the pizza industry now for 12 years and I worked for Domino's and it was my favorite company and favorite job I ever had. And I went on and on about how much I loved loved Domino's and just just a total fanboy. And uh, finally, after I quit talking... I said to him, man, if you could just give me one tip, you know, one tip, what would it be? And he looked at me and he said, don't ever have a partner. And he walked away. 
And I thought at the time, man, what the hell was that? Like, what kind of answer was that? What kind of tip was that? What what was that? I left there feeling like that time when you meet an idol when he just lets you down. And um, the sports player that won't sign the autograph for you. Kind of kind of felt like that, you know, when you're a young kid and you, you've got his, his baseball card and he just won't sign it for you after you, you meet him. A couple of years went past there and really I was about 16 years into my career when I got a, my little chance to open up the, the first store that I owned. And the way that it happened was I had a, a younger guy than me. I was probably 34 at the time. He was probably about 26. And he had worked with me for the last six to seven years. And he saw something in me. And being younger, he thought, man, this is how I'm going to make my make his money was off of me. And thought, boy, this guy could run his own stores. And I want to get into business with them. So he came to me and said, hey, you know, I really want to open pizza shop. We've been working together for six years. You know, I want to go ahead and finance the money. He says, I'll put it all up and then we'll go ahead and be 50-50 partners. You know, your buy-in will be your knowledge. And he said, I'll put all the money up. I'm just going to, he says, I got a bunch of credit cards. I'm just going to rack them up and we'll go ahead and buy a, buy a business. And then once we get successful, you could pay me back, you know, whatever, whatever you've uh, got into it. And I went back to my wife and I told her this deal and, you know, and, and at the time I was, that was about the time I was working at the post office delivering the mail. And I also was uh, running a pizza shop and it was the point where, you know, I was putting 80, 90 hours a week in and I was making pretty decent money. I guess at the time made 70,000 between the two full-time jobs. And I said to her, boy, you know, worst case scenario, we start this and I can always go back and do what I'm doing. This is our chance. This is the chance to move forward, and if it means having a partner, you know, so be it. This kid believed in me, so I wanted to kind of reward him and, and go for it. So I, I found the place that we were going to have our have our uh, pizza shop, and the deal worked out, and all the numbers seemed like they were good, and it was a full pizza kitchen, everything we needed, and we decided, yeah, we're going to go ahead and give this thing a whirl, being partners, and this guy was a delivery driver for me, and I was a a manager and he was always one of the hardest working guys that there was so you know the first night we we bought the business everybody's excited families friends everybody when we're there you know the very first night he says uh it's the end of the night and he says time to mop the floor and he says i don't have to mop the floor anymore i'm the owner and i thought boy okay this uh that's not good you know all these times before like you know we were we were working hard together and now you know just kind of took note of it. And then um the next night, you know, there he is uh beer in his hand in the in the middle of the the dinner rush at night, then a couple more beers and then um disappearing during the day after a week and then you know, it seems like he's buying some crazy stuff without asking and when I, when I'm saying crazy stuff like this partner podcast that I decided to do was to talk about the the topic of having a partner. I can't stress to you like how much of a nightmare it was to have a partner. I mean, he would buy stuff like go to an antique store and come back with those big giant statues of like a lion and then sit it on top of the a table at the store and think that that was a good purchase, that that was going to be like our, our mascot and crazy stuff. Like he bought an African shield for like $800 in an antique store and then would run around with this giant African shield and the after he would drink a bunch of beers and run through the restaurant with it. 
like crazy stuff. And then it was just like the drinking is really what became the problem. You know, we bought it, the store in the a full bar restaurant in, in uh, September 14th, 2012. And over the next two months, the drinking and the, the spending habit and the erratic part of, uh, you know, somebody thinking that, hey, I own my own business. I made it. Some point down the line, I'd like to do a, a podcast on why businesses fail and why some businesses succeed. A lot of it starts with your attitude, you know, and his attitude was that he already made it when essentially we hadn't done anything yet. You know, all we did was negotiated a deal to to open a, a store, but we didn't really have any, we haven't done anything. You know, we were still figuring everything out and here he was spending money like he made it, uh, drinking, drinking beer and celebrating every day like, like we were some big wigs and, you know, buying some crazy stuff without asking and you know, you start thinking like, okay, is this really that big of a deal? Well, you know, there was a night where, you know, I had worked nonstop. I don't know. We're on like hour number 108, two or three weeks in. And I finally get to go home on a Saturday night at, at midnight. And he was to work till three and close. He had come in, of course, later on five or six o'clock at night. And then when he came in, I left about midnight and we get a phone call at three in the morning after the bar was supposed to close at two and my my wife wakes me up and I say who is it and he says my mother she stopped at the restaurant after bingo and just the bartender's there and there's no you know the owner wasn't there my partner and I said well what the heck like where would he be you know so we had to drive back down I closed the restaurant out I showed up the next morning of course he wasn't there he showed up at four in the afternoon with walked into the kitchen like rubbing his eyes and he had got so drunk after I left at midnight that he passed out in the middle of the road and he swung at a firefighter and they maced him and he ended up in a hospital bed didn't show up the next day till four o'clock in the afternoon like what the hell would you even think that you'd have a partner that would do crazy stuff like that but you never know like when you get into it, you know, one guy's definitely going to work his butt off. And then you got the other guy who knows what's going to happen. Do partnerships work out? Sure, they do. But they both have to have, you know, enough invested that I guess that it works. Or, you know, I knew the guy for six to seven years before this and never saw any of this coming. You know, there'd be days where I would go in in the morning and I show up to the store and the doors are all wide open. I'm like, man, nobody locked up the night before. And I walk in, cash registers are wide open. You know, nobody cleaned at the end of the night. It was just stuff where he would just do all this drinking and just just got to his head that he was a big shot. So after all this had happened, some time had passed. And, you know, we got to where it was about two months in. It was, you know, like I said, we bought September 14th. Thanksgiving came and, you know, we were closed on Thanksgiving. And then the next day after Thanksgiving, that was the day I actually was uh, celebrating Thanksgiving with my family. And I get a call Friday night at um, 8 o'clock that your your partner's in the the bartender's calling me. Your partner's in the bar. It looks like he hasn't taken a, a shower for two or three days. He's completely drunk. He has a handgun. He's waving it around and going crazy. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So that big scene happens. We I go ahead and go down there. After going down there, it just comes to the point where the guy's crazy and we settle him down, and then he doesn't show up on Saturday, doesn't show up on Sunday. Talk to my aunts and uncles and who own their own business, and kind of, you know, they told me like, look, like, you know, a lot of times we're just a, a nice 
person. And, you know, there's times in business where you just got to be a jerk. You got to tell a guy like, hey, he's got to get out. So then when Monday morning came in, you know, I told him, I was like, hey, you got to go. You you can't be part of this business anymore. And I think there was a part where he was thinking like, hey, you know, I was the money guy. Like, what are you going to do? And then the guys that we made a deal with originally saw how many hours I was putting in. So they were fine with making a handshake deal with me. And we're like, hey, if you get rid of him, we'll just let you pay us over the next five years. Like, no big deal. Uh, save up what you can for for the down payment over the next nine months from the business. And then we'll we'll make a handshake deal. We just want this guy out of there. And that's what happened. You know, I, I negotiated a deal for, for him to step away from the business. And that that's what happened. And he knew deep down that, um, you know, that he was a recluse and that things were really going wrong and he decided to walk away from it. And I started to think back to, man, that advice that I'd gotten years ago from, um, the guy I really looked up to that I felt like just didn't sign the autograph for me, so to speak, gave me probably the best advice that I ever received. And I really didn't know how to take it at the time. But when Tom Monahue said, don't have a partner and then walked away, He was spot on because, you know, it's more rewarding for yourself, too. I think there was a lot of times after that that I really felt bad, to be honest, that that I didn't have a partner anymore because I really wanted to be his partner because he believed in me and when other people wouldn't. So I felt like, you know, I really wanted to reward him and do a great job, but, you know, didn't really get to have that chance. And I think everything that happened after that for the last seven years has been really a blessing. There's so many positives about not having a partner. And then, you know, the next part that happened was, you know, my wife at the wife was and I at the time were were married 13 years and she had been a stay-at-home mother and we decided, you know, she was going to be the one to help me in the business and we had to figure out how we were going to work together. You know, so I don't know if you want to call your your uh, significant other your your partner or not, but I think your partners at home and partners at work, and we had to figure out how we were going to work together. And I think that's where we found out, you know, what we do well in being self-aware that, hey, these are the things I do really well and these are the things that she does really well. And then, you know, splitting it up so that that's the, that's the things we do and we stay in our lane and, you know, we always ask for the other person's opinion. But we know that the one who knows that part of the business best definitely makes the decisions in that part. So I'd imagine, you know, when you do get a partner that you actually – can work with that it would work the same way but i definitely think you know from my experience then obviously somebody like tom monahue saying don't have a partner there's a lot of truth to that and you know his story was a little bit more that after the fact i kind of found out more about it that he actually was partners with his brother when he had started dominoes out and you know his brother wasn't putting in the work so to speak and he was putting in all the work and he negotiated Domino's Pizza. He gave his brother his car, and that was his buyout. And his brother took Tom's car, and then Tom went on to build Domino's into into what it is today. So I I think you know for him to give that advice when somebody would ask him was real telling. And then I think with my story of what happened and. Really, it was really trying. I mean, there was times in there, too, where I would come home at night and say to my wife, I can't do it. I'm going to quit. I'm going to turn it in. I just, you know, I'll go back to the post office. I just can't can't do this. And I think there were times where, you know, she definitely said to me, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning after I'm coming home saying this, and she's like, no, this is your dream. Like, you're not giving up. So I think it's really important to have that person, too, who's always edging you on and, and giving you the support. But I think through that whole thing, there definitely was a lot of lessons that I learned and I think that always kept me from putting in the hard work. And then when you're putting in that hard work, 
never giving it up to a partner. I think a lot of times businesses can get get in trouble as they grow and bring in on partners. And that's something really to weigh out. You know, do you really want to give up all that control? There's been times what when we've built our stores up and expanded from one store to five over the last few years that I've been definitely presented with some interesting business deals and deals that definitely would bring on partners and give me more immediate cash flow and maybe even some advantages of of being seen in better positions and better uh, locations, prime spots. But I think what it comes down to is, you know, what are you really willing to give up? If you want to want to make those decisions and you feel like you're in a position where you've made a lot of good decisions and put yourself in a spot where you haven't needed a partner for a long time, it's a really big decision if you really want to bring somebody else on. But, you know, there's for every story that somebody tells you that, hey, I had this partner and we're best friends and this has worked out and, you know, we we worked all the way to the end and best friends were partners. There's probably for every one of those stories, I'd say there's probably 10 to 20 stories of you know, the story I just told you and the the trials and probably the stories that Tom would tell you too of how everything works out with partners. So a lot to take in there and a lot to just kind of wrap your head around and, and kind of make, make better decisions about, you know, how do you want to structure your business and what do you want to put into it? But if you're the one with the expertise and you feel like, hey, you know, I've got all this expertise, but you know, I never had my own business. How am I going to be able to do this? You've got that expertise and you've got the attitude like I had at the very beginning and I still have to this day. And that attitude is it doesn't matter what it's going to take. I'm not going to fail. I'll do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter if it's 25 hour days. It doesn't matter if it's eight days a week. I'm going to give it everything it has at every moment. And I'm never going to never going to leave leave the store or leave the company or not make that extra phone call if it means um you know success or failure. And I think if you have those types of attitudes where you know you know you're going to win because there's no way you can't because you're going to outwork everybody, that's the kind of attitude that you need to have and you know you don't need a partner with with that part. If you've got the expertise in your field and the attitude that you're going to win and there's no way you can lose, then you know I say go for it. That that's what it comes down to. The takeaways from today's show would be make sure your partnership is 5149. End partnerships quick. Know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And stay in your own lanes. This has been The Business Equation. I'm Nick Bogaz. Give thanks, be humble, be grateful.